Hello and welcome to Unbossed. I'm yours truly, Nina Turner. Do we have a show for you today? But on deck as a co-host is Ben Gleed. And Ben is an HQ or a Rebel HQ contributor. Ben, how are you today? I am good. It's great to be back with you, Senator. It's been a minute. I know it's been too many minutes. I'm so glad you're back too. And before we get this roller coaster ride started, you guys are doing a comedy tour for Bros for Wade. Yeah, Bro versus Wade. We're doing a fundraiser show this Thursday for the Abortion Access Front, the amazing organization, Liz, Liz Winstead. Creator of The Daily Show, Creator, you can see it right there on screen. Insane lineup, Tim Heidecker, Doug Benson, Dana Gould, Brian Pulsain, Kurt Brownholer, and me. Hosted by TYT's Helen Hong, who you know from NPR, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And I hope you can make it out to the Lodge Room if you're anywhere in the Southern California area. Or you can donate at aafront.org to the amazing organization helping to keep abortion access viable and available anywhere in this country that we can. All right, that is bro versus Wade. And we'll pop that up again towards the end of the show. Been so glad you guys are doing that. And Liz Winstead is on it per usual. Always. Always. Now for our roller coaster ride, because hey, I promised you a rip roaring show today. We spoke to some residents, to the folks of East Palestine, and we will not let their situation be swept under the rug. We're gonna keep pushing on this much in the same way that The Lover has been doing it. Shout out to David Sirota and the team over there at The Lover. They've been doing an extraordinary job. And keeping on East Palestine, we will continue to hold Mr. Buttigieg accountable because he is indeed the Secretary of Transportation and does have authority. Guess what, over what? Over what does he have authority? So glad you asked, transportation. And for some fun later in the show, we'll check in on Trump and Nikki Haley. You do not want to miss that. But we're going to start right off the bat with East Palestine. This is where we were this morning. Take a look. Yeah, and that's an assistance center in a little. This this location right here is a little bit outside, about nine miles outside of East Palestine. But in that community, and it's a center where people can come and sign up for some of the help that they need, like water filters, etc. The line was almost out the door this morning when we were there. And while we were there, we spoke to John Russell, a longtime resident of the area who broke down exactly what was going on. Take a look. So we're here in uh, New Waterford at the Abundant Life Fellowship. This is the first assistance center that was uh, set up. A lot of families are, have been filing in here over the past couple of days to uh, talk with the company about uh, assisting with their immediate stay. You know, this thing happened and it was gather your stuff, go to the nearest hotel, and then a lot of people have landed here to figure out the next steps. 
And people were told to gather their things, go to an hotel. But I want to remind you that this community is a working class community. And for those of us who do live in working class communities, you know I say this and I'm going to continue to say this. If you are not part of the oligarchs, you are in the working class. Some of us may be blessed enough in this moment to be in the top echelons of the working class. Some may be in the middle and some may be at the very bottom and some may not even be on the ladder at all. But we are working class people in this community is a working class community and industry was gutted because of these rotten trade deals. And so they are suffering the effects of that even to this day. So when somebody says to them, Ben, just go to a hotel, for many folks, that is a hard thing to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's time and again, we see when these disasters happen, just how out of touch the executives in charge are, how out of touch the the administration officials are even during Democrat administrations. They just don't understand not only the urgency, but just the position in life. It's something they are happy to talk about on the campaign trail. Oh, Most families don't have $400 for an emergency. And then an emergency happens and they're like, go get a hotel. Right. Okay, for what, for, for two days? Two days, three days, four days, five days. Who knows? And you know, while we were there, I mean, you could sense the anger and the fear. It was very palpable there in East Palestine. And starting today, today is the first day. Now, that footage that you just saw earlier was us about nine miles outside of East Palestine, and that was an assistance center. We also went directly into East Palestine at a church where for the first time the state opened a new health clinic to address the growing reports of rashes, of headaches, of nausea and other symptoms there. And I could smell it, there was a different smell once we got into the city at versus when we traveled in. There is, It was definitely different, but this happened 18 days later. Sisters and brothers, family, friends, it should have happened 18 minutes later. Even 18 minutes was too long, but dag, 18 days when it could have been 18 minutes. Hello, somebody, 18 days versus 18 minutes. What I mean by that is that it should have immediately called state and federal officials to act as if their family's lives depend on it. And so the health clinic will have registered nurses, mental health specialists, and at times toxicologists. When we got there early this morning, they were still setting up and residents had not yet made it there. And then we went over to the assistance center where there were cars out. You know, the parking lot was loaded and the line was almost out the door. And as people were walking out the assistance center, they were sharing with us that they have to come back. And the reason why they had to come back is because the lines were so long and the people operating the assistance center did not want people waiting there all day. So they gave them, they said, come back, come back in an hour, come back in two hours. That is what is happening there. But let's go back. John Russell was our guide. He grew up in this area about 20 miles miles out. And we wanna give a big thanks to him and also Jess for being our our guides there and really sharing with us what's really going on. So let's look at what else John had to say about this situation. The last time that I was here, I talked uh, with a woman who was probably um, you know mid fifties, raising a grandchild, uh, less than half a mile away from the crash. Yeah. Who told me she was making thirteen dollars and fifty cents an hour, yeah. um, and that is not uncommon. an hour. And you know, Ben, we couldn't even get the 117th Congress to raise the minimum wage to at least $15 an hour. And as we know, a lot of economists and other experts 
tell us that even that $15 an hour is out of date, it's out of touch because it does not provide a living wage for people. And again, John sharing with us just what a working class community East Palestine is. I will forever be confused and confounded by the fact that lawmakers don't do everything to help the common man. That is who they are elected to help only. I mean, obviously we know, I'm not speaking from ignorance, we know why the system is broken. We've got big corporate money, dark money, lobbyist money that controls the game. But I just don't know why we keep electing people over and over again who don't change those facts. I mean, even just for appearances, you think you would raise the minimum wage so you could then tell your rich donors, oh, we're doing this. So at least we throw a little bit towards the common man. And then we got you, don't worry. They don't even do that. They don't even hide the fact that they're just in it for the big dogs. And that that is just a reality we need to keep slowly, but surely like removing people one at a time, each election just inching the Congress towards the ability to change it. And I've always told people to go to representus.org. Uh, it's yes. an amazing, amazing organization, nonpartisan group that just aims to get the corruption out. And their whole philosophy is that if you pass anti-corruption acts in enough cities and states, eventually it hits a tipping point and then it goes national. And that maybe is our only chance to save our democracy. So we got to yes. the ground it's, up. We do. It's, it's really a multi-front battle. And I, I don't want to talk in war because we one is raging right now, but it is a multi-pronged uh, fight that we have to that we have to engage in and yeah represent us is a wonderful wonderful organization now as part of EPA's legally binding order Norfolk Sutherland will be required to and let's put this up EPA requires for Norfolk Sutherland identify and clean up any contaminated soil and water sources reimburse the EPA for cleaning services to be offered to residents and businesses attend and participate in public meetings at the EPA's request and post information online, pay for EPA's cost for work performed under this order. This is coming from reporting from a CNN. Pay for, I mean, that that's the least that they can do. You know, this this right here don't get me all excited because this is the least that they can do. And, and so much, yeah. so much, Senator, of of of, of those regular of, of those requirements there are just to pay back the government. Basically, the government doesn't need to put money out, just pay us back. How about you both pay and make it right? How about you just make it right in every way on both ends? The government's How about to blame that? too. How about that? Definitely to blame because the rules were so laxed that they have been able to get away with this over several administrations, not just Trump administration, but over several administrations. And even this current administration has not made it right. And these people definitely, this, the, the residents of East Palestine will feel the effects of this for a very long time for the rest of their lives, physically, mentally, financially. Let's take another look at what John had to say. One of the really bad things about the president coming here is in the residents here. I mean, we're, we're standing in a county right now that gave 79% of the vote to, to Donald Trump in the election. But when I showed up to the town hall, uh, which Norfolk Southern canceled on, yeah, did not come to. Cowards. That's correct. Uh, I talked to a lot of residents, some who openly admitted and, and said, you know, I support the former president. But they had a lot of rage at this company, as they should. I think. See, John used the word rage. 
as they well should. And I could feel that rage and I could see it in their faces and totally understood why they mad as hell. Now you hear me on the show time and time again. One of my, my bosses used to say, if your hair is on fire, act like your hair is on fire. And those folks were acting as though their hair is on fire because they have been transgressed. And don't forget in that clip, John Russell was talking about the visit by former President Donald J. Trump. He will be in East Palestine tomorrow on Wednesday. Let's put up this headline, former President Donald Trump to visit East Palestine on Wednesday after train derailment. Due to heightened security measures and a significant number of street closures, East Palestine city schools will be closed on Wednesday. And John Russell acknowledges that this is really not good for the Red County. Take a look. In this country, we always talk about African Americans, people of color. I want to talk to you about white people, okay? White people. I know. So, many people would be surprised to find out that we are sitting in one of the most racially polarized metropolitan areas in the country. By the middle of the century, the nation is going to be majority non-white. Our public schools are already there. If working class white Americans are about to be outnumbered, are already underemployed in many cases, and one study found they are dying sooner. Don't they have a reason to be resentful, Senator? Now that is footage from 2016 presidential race. And that was Senator Bernie Sanders and Secretary Hillary Clinton at that time. And the wonderful, great journalist Gwen Ifo really turned the tides with that question when she said, we talk about black people, we talk about people of color, I wanna talk about white people. And what she meant in that was the white working class. And the question was meant to laser focus in on why is it that the Democrats continue to lose the white working class voter? I thought her question being was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it stunned not only Senator Bernie Sanders and Secretary Clinton, but I think everybody that was watching that debate was totally stunned by the way she phrased and formed that question. But I saw that question in the eyes of the people that I had a chance to meet in East Palestine. I mean, Gwen Eiffel is missed big time. She was missed. an incredible, incredible journalist. But that's a, it's an important point that she pointed out because these towns are comprised of working class people that are struggling in the same ways. But unfortunately, they get hypnotized and especially the white working class in towns like this often gets hypnotized by Donald Trump and, and people of his ill, people that are going there in malintentions. You know that Trump's gonna go there and, and with his stupid hubris and say, what they're doing, this administration is terrible. They're responsible for all of this. And you know they're not because his administration cut back rail safety regulations. His administration is the one that pulled back the need for the right kind of brakes to be able to stop in the case of a train about to go derailed. He was so proud of cutting every regulation possible. And this is the consequences of that. So yes, it goes across many administrations, but I would say especially the Trump administration that was just gleeful about taking safety away from people that need it. Safeguards away from communities that need to be protected and just anything to get the toxic chemicals faster to the profit centers at the corporate headquarters of any company that needs it. Let the people be damned and that is not an America I wanna live in.
Yeah, he is definitely culpable and you're right. He's gonna go there and say this is all about this administration and never once share with the folks that even the few regulations that the Obama administration did attempt to put in because they rolled back some too, Ben. We gonna go ahead and tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth on this. It was several administrations. It was President Obama's administration, President Trump's administration right there wide in the open. And then President Biden's administration did not do anything to correct what President Donald J. Trump did. But you're right, he gonna go there and pretend like if he were in office, it would be fixed when nothing can be further than the truth because he actually made it worse. So you are correct on that. And I would say, you know, being there with those residents, just getting a chance to see a few of them and getting being able to take in the environment, it is very clear that they are in fact angry. They are enraged as John Russell laid out. They have every right to be and are living in fear. Because imagine if this was happening to you. It could have happened to any of us. It could be, we could be at the epicenter of this. And to only be betrayed, and I use that word directly betrayed by the state government and the federal government because it took too long for them to respond to your pain. So the first prerequisite for any tragedy like this is for the people closer to the pain to know that somebody cares and that they have been transgressed and that somebody has to come in the form of government because government has the capacity to deal with the level of pain that was being felt that is continues to be felt by the people of East Palestine. But they were missing in action, state government missing in action, federal government missing in action. And moreover, it is clear from the conversation with John and other residents and that the overall vibe is these people don't give a damn about us. And that is one of the reasons why an area that John described as being a democratic, like a Reagan Democrat area went all the way over to President Donald J. Trump, who's a full populist, they did that because of those trade deals. They did that because they did not feel as though anybody cares for them. Now, one woman that I did get a chance to talk to, and a lot of residents did not want to be on camera, being they didn't want to be you know, in, in the limelight, but they had a lot to say. But one woman in particular said that she does not want this to happen again. And we get that, right? Nobody wants this to happen. And that she does not want any more chemical carrying vehicles coming through East Palestine, period, dot. I put the period, dot. But she was very clear about that, very firm and very angry, rightfully so when she said it. Because people should be angry right now. This is not a time to send nice little cozy notes to folks. This is a time for somebody to be mad as hell about what these people are enduring. That's what they wanna know. And so the working class people of East Palestine, in my opinion, have a lot in common with the working class people of Flint, Michigan or Cleveland, Ohio or Jackson, Mississippi. And that is that if you are poor or among the working class, you are being left behind by state government, by federal government. Because if you are not in the owner donor class, they are not gonna jump for you. This particular administration right now is siding with No Fork Sutherland right before the United States Supreme Court right now at this very moment against a rail worker that filed a case first in Pennsylvania. They're siding with No Fork Sutherland right now. Not two years ago, not three years ago, right now. This is the same administration that asked the Congress 
to take away the right of rail, rail workers to strike because they wanted sick days, sick leave, which they have zero. And instead of this administration and that transportation secretary saying to the rail barons, tell you what, they gonna get their sick time or else they sided with them and the 117th Congress sided with them too. Leaving rail workers with zero sick time. One of the reasons why we're gonna find some compounding factors. John talked about how overworked these people are. There was a rail worker that was out, out and about this morning too. Again, did not want to be on camera and said, I can't talk because I, I work for the railroad. But see, these people have been transgressing. Somebody, somebody needs to feel their pain. And so the reason why I say East Palestine, Flint, Michigan, Cleveland, Ohio, Jackson, Mississippi, because this is a class issue. Now, race is laced up all in it. When we talk about Flint and Jackson, but you make no mistake about it. This is about the haves and the have nots. And the have nots get absolutely nothing and government is failing. And the Democratic Party has become the party that only cares about the elites and whatever the hot topic of the moment is. And the Republican Party, they faux populist. They'll pretend like they care, but yet they won't pass legislation or be a part of passing legislation that will help to ameliorate the pain that people in East Palestine are feeling. They won't, they're gonna talk a good game. They're not gonna do anything either. But I'm focused on the Democrats right now because that who controls the administration. And they do not care enough because if they did, they would have been on Norfolk selling like white on rice and black on coal. It would not have taken people to call them out, independent media sources over and over again and tell them to do their job and stop making excuses as to why they can't help these people. They made too many excuses. And it's time out America and we need to stop being complicit in our own demise and we need black and brown and everybody else. However, people wanna identify, we need folks to get together and say, hell no, we ain't gonna take it no more. Now that's what it's gonna take. To turn the tide on this, I'm mad, Ben. I'm mad as hell, and I've been mad for several weeks about what is happening there to those people. We're gonna slide on in to uh, uh, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, aka Secretary of Transportation. Take a look at this from two days ago. While this uh, horrible situation ha has gotten a particularly high amount of attention, there are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Now, this train was subject to uh, certain enhanced requirements because of the hazardous materials on board. But obviously, none of that prevented what happened in East Palestine. So obviously, uh, I can't get ahead of an investigation that is active and ongoing. But Norfolk Southern will uh, have to answer to EPA for the environmental side uh, and to our department uh, if there were any violations of, uh, of rules that were found. Put Ben and I up side by side. Now, Ben, I'm about to get out of my chair right now. Politics 101 is to show empathy. You know what the first thing this mayor did? Cause he ain't over his head. Oh, well, there's so much media attention on this one issue. There are thousands, there's over a thousand train wrecks a year. Hello, say what? And you, you excited about that, but you see what he did then? He's trying to make an excuse here and then treat the people of East Palestine as if they are throwaway community, which y'all all up in arms for. There are about thousand train derailments every year. And I don't want to get ahead of an investigation. No, dude, get ahead of the investigation and show some damn emotion about what those people are going through. Ben, that's this is what I don't like. See, this is what neoliberals do. 
100% you're right. It's so frustrating to see somebody who seemed to have so much promise gets in office and loses his empathy, loses his passion, loses his rage for what people are really suffering through. Another quote that Pete Buttigieg said on the same thing was the most wonky politician language devoid of any emotion. He goes, and I quote, we are accelerating and augmenting our ongoing lines of effort on rail regulation and inspection. Oh, You're augmenting your lines of effort. Did you get that out of a presentation deck for a founder at a tech company? How about actually say this is unacceptable. This is absolutely an outrage. I'm going down there yesterday. How about that situation? Why do these people get in power and all of a sudden be part of the machine instead of breaking the machine? Instead of putting the oil it needs to get it running faster than it ever has before, it does not make any sense. And then he goes on Stephanopoulos and says, I'll go down there when the time is right. The time was a couple weeks ago to go down there. Get your ticket now. You're the Secretary of Transportation. You must have access to a car or a train or a plane. Get there. Woo, Ben. A train, a plane, long as it ain't Southwest. Get there, bruh. Jump in your car. Listen, team, put that Pete Buttigieg video up one more one more time. And put Ben and I side by side, because I want the American people to hear what the transportation secretary said one more time. He had too much. He was too cool, calm, and collected for me mm-hmm. over other people's suffering. Team, get that on back up there. Well, this uh, horrible situation has gotten a particularly high amount of attention. There are roughly 1,000 cases a year of a train derailing. Now, this train was subject to uh, certain enhanced requirements because of the hazardous materials on board. But obviously, none of that prevented what happened in East Palestine. Uh, Obviously, uh, I can't get ahead of an investigation that is active and ongoing. But Norfolk Southern will uh, have to answer to EDA for the environmental side uh, and to our department uh, if there were any violations of, uh, of rules that were found. People, does, people. He then? does he have to wait for an investigation to show some empathy and to take his behind out there to East Palestine? Does, does he have to wait for an investigation to do that? And to say they're gonna have to pay back the EPA? That was the point that you made earlier. What the hell do you mean pay back the EPA? That's paying back the people of East Palestine and other communities here because those are our taxpayer dollars. What, I mean, it I really. Understand. I don't speak that language, Ben. Help me you, understand. I don't understand. It really has the vibe, honestly, of. You know, this happens a lot. We're cool with a thousand train derailments a year, but the media started paying attention to this. And I've got plans for Cosmopolitans this weekend with my friends over at the club. And so I'll get there when the time is right because this is just what, like, one of a thousand instances that there should be zero instances of. And when they do, we should clamp down. But no, no, this is a common thing. If the media wasn't trying to cramp my style, wasn't trying to cramp my weekend plans. I might be able to get down there faster, but I'll schedule it in. How's 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 May look for you? How's June look for me to get down there? And by the way, where's the clamping down and making Southwest, like you mentioned, pay for what they did to people during the holidays? It's from from Southwest to Norfolk Southern. We're covering all of these. Everything South Base seems to be just not going well for Pete Buttigieg, and he refuses to clamp down. Where is the accountability? Where is him stepping up and making, putting his foot down for actually trying to make change that will prevent these things happening, not just trying to sit out a news cycle? That's a bit. Well, obviously, he got to wait for a damn investigation. See, that's 
the man don't even do politics right. Cause that's just politics one-on-one, show people that you care first and foremost. And they did none of that. And then we got our president going off to, to, to Ukraine instead of having Air Force One bring him to East Palestine first before he went over there to the Ukraine. 100%. It's just a callous indifference, Ben. Really Makes no sense. No None. one's saying you don't wait for the investigation also. That doesn't mean you can't go there and say, let me figure out what's going on. Let me hug some people. Let me show yes. that I care about this. And then also make sure that the investigators know this investigation, at least this one, won't be swept under the rug. This investigation, we got eyes on you this time. That's and true. you're absolutely right, Biden, to not go to an American city that has what looked like the equivalent of a nuclear explosion above its head happen and before going to Ukraine for the millionth time, that makes no sense. And and then gave $112 billion to our sisters and brothers and family and friends over there in Ukraine. And I've said this Ben, and I will say it at nauseum, we should be there for our allies because if it was us, Putin is wrong all day long, twice on Sunday as my grandmother used to say, we want somebody to come to our rescue. But we gotta end, it's not a but and, we gotta do something to ameliorate the suffering right here at home. I mean, what the hell? And they gave Trump an opening. I mean, I would have took this opening. I mean, it's a golf of an opening. I would have took it too. But that somebody, is the Democrats' fault. Put being back up, y'all. Put yeah, back somebody, up. somebody has to uh, invade East Palestine, some country, for us to get any funding hey, there quickly. Hey, that part. But you know what, Ben? They were invaded. They were invaded by Norfolk Sutherland. That's who invaded them. So damn it, they were inv- invaded. So come on and put some money, put some down payments on what's going on over there. Man, I'm, I'm hot to try. So, you know, obviously it didn't prevent. That's what the man said. Obviously it didn't prevent what happened there as, as if he doesn't have any responsibility. Everything, he doesn't need an investigation for everything. He doesn't need an investigation to have a talk with his colleagues in that administration. He doesn't need an investigation to use the powers at his disposal to bring some relief to those people in real time. All Pete Buttigieg has to do if he wants to to, to have somebody to understand who has the power and is culpable in this situation for not doing anything is all he got to do is look in the mirror. And I'll provide him one if he needs it. Transportation the buck, secretary the buck stops right under him. There the it is. Hello. Right, there. right with him. And oh, by the way, speaking of rules, let's put up this headline. Team, rail companies block safety rules before Ohio derailment. Did you hear me? They blocked it. This is coming from Sirota and Company. Sirota, Rock, Burns, Cunningham, Cooks. Shout out to the lever. North Fork. Sutherland helped convince government officials to repeal break rules and corporate lobbyists watered down the hazmat safety regulations. Hello, somebody. That, let's put up this next headline. Buttigieg pretends he's powerless to reduce derailment risk. Again, Sirota, Burns, Cunningham, Cook, Rock, and Perez. Over at the lever. Y'all better go on and sign up and subscribe to the lever. And in this, in a Twitter thread posted more than a week after Norfolk Sutherland's fiery train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, Buttigieg indicated that he cannot reinstate an Ohio, I'm excuse me, an Obama enacted Trump repeal law requiring some trains carrying hazardous materials to replace the Civil War era braking system with new electronically controlled pneumatic brake 
technology. Now, I want to understand this. Put being up side by side with me. Ben, I'm trying to understand this. So maybe you can help me understand this. So Trump made it worse. And they can't make it right and make it better. I don't understand. Like, is it, why is Trump so magical, has so much power? And then all of a sudden now the Biden administration is powerless. That's that's exactly the question because yeah, probably technically it's true. Pete Buttigieg as the transportation secretary can't reinstate that regulation, but Biden can. Does he have no relationship with his own head of his own administration? Does he not have a direct line during a catastrophe that is poisoning the soil and water? I can't get Biden on the phone. He's too busy eating snacks on the way to Ukraine. Hey, it doesn't make any damn sense. You better say that or hosting Joe Manchin. In the 117th Congress. But anyway, this rail law regulatory experts interviewed by the lever agreed that Buttigieg's transportation department can and should redo that analysis to allow for a reinstatement of the breaking rule. Okay, can underline underscore and should. The point being that Pete Buttigieg and this administration had and still have the authority to do something about this. They do. So, now, Ben, here we go. We're gonna finish this roller coaster ride. As you have seen when I was on the ground today in East Palestine talking with John Russell, I want you to take a look at this. Look at this along with me, Ben. And then you have a transportation secretary who, quite frankly, is out of his depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say so. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice to know that firsthand from a visit here. Come on. But we have to guess about it. Hello, somebody. What we are saying, what John and I are saying is, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. Come on, get in here. You can fly in tonight. Get in here. You can fly in tonight. Just don't book Southwest. Why don't you go on and you, you were on a private plane or two. You gas up one of those and get on down here. So now, Pete Buttigieg wants to waltz into East Palestine, acting like he's been on top of it all this time. 18 days later, take a look at this headline. Buttigieg said he plans, and and Ben, you called it. Buttigieg says he plans to visit East Palestine with a focus on action. You called it, Ben. Now he's coming in. Oh no, he's got time. He's gonna wait until the media gets off his back, and then he'll stroll down there for a weekend. I mean, he should take a Norfolk Southern train down there. Drinking tap water from East Palestine the whole time. Come on. Rub the soil on your skin for exfoliating purposes and see how you feel about it then. See how fast when you get the rash on your skin, how fast you all of a sudden start getting government funds headed that way. There it is. Pretend like everything that he loves is on the line. 18 days later, America, 18 days later. I've said it before, Ben, I will say it again. I have higher expectations for my toddlers. For the two toddlers in my life than we do for Mayor, Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg making all these excuses. And 18 days later, you would have thought that this was, you know, somebody stubbed their toe the way he comported himself. Not that a train, a 150 car train carrying toxic chemicals derailed. That's not how he's comporting himself here to me. Now maybe I'm just I'm I'm taking this I'm taking this too personally. Then I mean I don't think so. I think you're speaking the anger that you experienced firsthand today because you did go to East Palestine. How are you able to get there? How come hey. our leaders can't get there, 
but our journalists and our hosts can get there. Why is that? Why can you get down there and connect with the people this easy, that quick? Yeah, but they quick. can't do it, they can't do it. Go down there, talk to people, find out exactly what's going on, feel their pain directly, and then you'll understand how urgent it is. There They're it doing is. things at a turtle pace, but we don't have turtle pace issues right now. We have fish dying in the creeks, people with rashes and headaches and nausea, don't know if they can bathe, don't know if they can shower. Local businesses are hurting because come people on. don't want to come and frequent the restaurants because they don't want to drink the water. They don't want to frequent the hair salon because they're afraid of what's in the in the water washing their hair. These businesses are suffering. And this is after a time in our country when we were all been suffering for several years after, after so many government actions that made business success hard. You can't let something like this slide. You can't let it slide. And don't, I mean, imagine if you owned a home in East Palestine, your home value is going down. You know, even if like you just wanted to move, how are you gonna sell that house? I mean, there are some compounding issues here that will plague the residents of this city for a very, very, very long time. Time. This dude right here, literally too little, too late, Pete. But to him, words speak louder than actions. Let's put up this headline Ohio train derailment. Buttigieg pins a sharply worded letter to Norfolk Sutherland Railway. Railway. That's really going to get him. We're going to read the most egregious parts of this letter, the audacity of Mayor Pete, to say the following. Put it up, team. The future must not resemble the past. You know what, this is a bunch of BS, but I'm gonna read it for you anyway. The future must not resemble the past when it comes to your companies and your industries follow through on support for stringent safety policies. He might as well have said, please, please, sir, please, ma'am, do what I say. Instead of saying, you are going to do what I say, and here it is, this is how this is gonna be. All right, major derailments in the past have been followed by calls for reform and by vigorous resistance by your industry to increased safety measures. This must change. Lord have mercy on my black soul. Let's go on to the to the next. To quote the great James Baldwin, I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. James Baldwin said that that is very apropos for this moment because you're right. It must change, Mayor Pete, and you and President Joseph Biden are the ones who can do it. Don't pretend like you can't do it. Hell, the 117th democratically controlled Congress would have been the time for you to take action. You coulda, did it then. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, but didn't. But alas, this is why we can't have nice things. Put up this headline team, Ohio train derailment contaminated at least 15,000 pounds. 15,000 pounds of soil and 1.1 million gallons of water. Now this is coming from No Fork Sutherland. So we know that it is even worse than that. But you know what y'all were able to get together to do? Stop the rail workers from going on strike instead of telling the rail barons you will give them sick time. Y'all were able to do that. But you can't ameliorate the challenges and the pain that the people of East Palestine are facing. Why no, no. didn't- Senator, go Senator, I gotta, I gotta go hop in there because I disagree. I didn't realize Pete Buttigieg wrote a strongly worded letter. He wrote a letter, so he's good. I didn't realize that he wrote hard words towards a company. I'm sure that'll change everything. Woo, Ben, you're right. That is going to change everything. Mm-hmm. And you see how that letter started? It's classic Pete Buttigieg. It's classic. 
team, put that back up one more good time. I know Asher telling me we got the rap, we got the rap, we got the go, but please put that up. The future. Put being up too. Can we do? I don't know if we can do a side by side with this, but anyway, the future must not resemble the past when it comes to your companies and your industries follow through on support for stranger. Thank y'all, team. Y'all the best. Let me start this one more over. The future must not resemble the past when it comes to your companies and your industries follow through on support. You know, asking them to support for stringent safety policy. That is like asking the fox to guard the hen house. In the future, please don't do mean things. In the future, try to do nice things and do better things. Sincerely, Mayor Pete. Sincerely. Major derailments in the past have been followed by calls for reform and vigorous resistance by your industry to increase safety measures. This must change. Stop resisting. You don't resisting. think they're going to continue Stop to it. resist? Then they're going to continue to resist. Stop resisting. That's all I can do. I'm just going to say pretty please with cherry on top. Stop resisting. Change. It's called millions of dollars worth of lobbyists paying off. Fuck it. Lord, have mercy. I said the word. You didn't. You, you, you just said pho. That's Fuck a hot it. soup. Oh, I did it. I dropped the F bomb. Millions of dollars paying these people off. And this dude writes a strongly worded letter. Y'all know what? I really do need the fire extinguisher right now. I dropped the F bomb being my first time. I was <laughs> able to comport myself. Asher is just laughing and shaking her head. They're gonna have to bleep, bleep, bleep. God dog it. Do your damn job, dude. You got one job, one freaking job, Ben. I'm 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 through. I'm done. I'll drop the F bomb too. Funding is what we need. We need funding. We don't need letters. Fund up. <gasps> ben, you're the best. You are the best, baby. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I know I got a big interview with bros versus Wade. Tell them one more good time how they can get in on this action. This Thursday, eight o'clock in LA. You can join us. You can get tickets at aafront.org slash bro v wade. It's going to be an amazing show. It's a bunch of very funny male comedians supporting abortion access for females everywhere and for all of us everywhere. Uh, hosted by Helen Hong. Uh, come and support. Come and support. Ben, as always, you're the best. And until next time, thank you, baby. And we'll be right back after this. And welcome back to the show. I'm still hot to trot. Y'all notice I've been hot to trot for several days over this and just the overall suffering of working class people from all identities and walks of life in this country. Big mama, big papa in hoods where they misunderstood. And it doesn't matter if that hood is a rural hood, urban hood, a suburban hood. Government is not working on their behalf. You, you ain't the owner donor because this is the best government money can buy. But to my favorite part of the show, it's gonna give me a little woosah moment. Let's go to the viewer comments, shall we? Mountain Dragon, hey Mountain Dragon. The Black Pearl Dragon and the Mad King. This is going to be active, informative, funny, and extremely intelligent. Can't wait for the fire and the laughs. Much love to both, to you both. Mountain Dragon, we did not disappoint today. We did not. I even had to drop the F bomb, but 
Uh, ben dropped one too. It was called Funding. Let's get some funding in there to East Palestine. And on Twitch, Agnostic Sister. Hey, Agnostic Sister, this derailment is a national disaster. It should be treated as such. Amen to that Agnostic Sister. And on YouTube, Super Chat, Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Nina gives the corrupt and feckless a come to Jesus moment every day. Kevin, now you know you talk in my language when you talk about coming to Jesus. We do a lot of that in my community. Let's pull you aside and let's have a come to Jesus meeting. I'm gonna continue to do that. Thank you for that comment, Kevin. And Hoover, white, black, brown, Asian, or mother nature itself, it doesn't matter for corporatist politicians as they will abandon you no matter what, especially in times of crisis. Hoover baby, unfortunately, you got that right. I want to thank each and every one of you for your comments. We could not get to them all, but we really appreciate your support of Unbossed. And we support, we appreciate your support of the TYT network. I got an expert coming up right now. Tomorrow Toes O'Laughlin is in the house and she is an environmentalist. Go ahead and put her up with me, y'all. Focused on equity, access, and community. She develops capacity building initiatives and creates multimedia campaigns to dismantle privilege and increase opportunities for vulnerable populations to access to assess healthy air, come on, help clean energy, hello, and a toxic free economy at the local, regional, and national levels. Oh my God, her resume is so long. Uh, Sister Toes O'Laughlin, I am so glad to have you here today. And I gotta have you back because we got a hard out coming really soon, but I wanna have you back. This is gonna be part one of a longer conversation, but I just wanna start. I wasn't gonna start here, but I wanna start. I was just in East Palestine. I live in Ohio, I live in Cleveland, Ohio, so I'm about an hour and 30 minutes out. And I'm telling you, my hair has been on fire ever since this happened to these working class folks. But it's shown up on fire after going there. I can see the rage and the, the anger and the fear in their, in their, in their eyes. Yeah. Can you talk to us about, in your capacity, in your work, the deep work that you do on this issue, exactly from your expertise, what is going on there and what state and federal government should have done and could still do? Well, the sad part is that this is an old story. It's a story of people getting abandoned by a lot of folks out in the open. As our elected officials are out kissing babies and drinking water for show and smiling real hard into the camera, it's very clear that this is a multi-generational, multi-year, multi-decade struggle that these folks just got pulled into. As if the Ohio River Valley, the waterways that are here, the folks that have been banned from steel and mining and coal that never came, the jobs that never came back weren't already dealing with enough as is. These folks are being told that everything is okay because the air today is fine. We already know that what we're talking about, vinyl chloride and all the other unnamed things that were riding along that train, when you burn them become problems in the soil that have already killed so many animals that it's indecent to show on television. So if we're in a place where what happens in the soil goes deep into the water, ends up in your body and becomes a part of your historical um, that your health and not just your health, the health of generations. We are in a moment where what we're talking about will take not just months, not just weeks, but years to be able to tell the full story of the harm people are feeling. That black plume of smoke felt biblical to people for a reason because this stuff is not normal. The kinds of burn off that were done to keep it from being worse doesn't mean it isn't really, really bad. So I think what this community is going to need, it's the same thing folks in other contexts have said in Denora, Pennsylvania, in Buffalo, people need culturally relevant 
mental, social, and health, health support that's going to last as long as these illnesses happen to them. PVC becomes a dioxin that becomes a toxin that gets into your blood and your lungs and your DNA and changes how the children you have not born come into this world. When you breastfeed, because it's bioaccumulative, it ends up in your breast milk, which means these kinds of poisons, when they reach your body, only come out and expression through your children if you are a person who makes babies. So I just want to lift up that I think mm. as much as this is bad today, I look forward to those same incredible folks who are calling out the industry that did this wrong, who are gonna have the job to regulate it to remember three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, to be just as consistent in their support of the community as they are today. That's it, Madam President. I'm telling you, you laying it down. And that's why we get, we're gonna have to have a part two here because I have other questions that you're not gonna have time to answer, so I don't wanna lay them out. But to me, when I went there and saw some of the, the folks there, it reminded me of being in Flint, Michigan. For different reasons, you, you know what I mean? But it's the same concept, we in the same confluence here. Or Jackson, Mississippi, the pain of poor black people, poor white people, poor anybody. And when you put blackness on it, so now we're talking about race and class, we're talking about caste and class. And then you got poor white folks, this is a class and a race issue and they both go hand in hand and I felt that I mean it's not the only time that I felt it but I really felt it and I saw it in their eyes and your point madam president and I'm calling madam president cuz she is the president and CEO of the Environmental Grant Makers Association laying this down we're going to have you back Asher make sure that we have president Tolls O'Laughlin back but what you just said in the earlier segment we put up a headline Ohio's train derailment contaminates at least 15,000 pounds of soil and 1.1 million gallons of water and that's just coming from Norfolk Sutherland imagine when other folks not related to Norfolk Sutherland gets in there so madam president we short on time 30 seconds tell us what else you want us to know and we you coming back for part 2 now we can't keep abandoning folks when the cameras go away it's time for us to step up when the regulators fail to regulate it's time for us to step up and when this community asks that their cancers are not ignored and they don't have to go through what everyone in Cancer Alley or any of the other places you have mentioned have done to prove that they have been harmed. Let's not forget that that black plume of smoke told us everything we needed to know about people. It's time for us to show up. Time for us to show up. Thank you, President Tolls O'Laughlin. We are going to have you back on Unboss. Thank you for your expertise, your love, and your passion for people and for driving equity in this country on this particular issue. That is our time for today on Unboss. Thank you for being on this roller coaster ride with us. You know exactly what I want you to do about this time. Now, y'all know on Unboss, we show the requisite emotion. We don't play games here. We're going to give it to you straight, no chasing. That is what we're doing. You know what I want you to do? I want you to keep the faith always. Always, always keep the faith, but more importantly, keep the fight until next time. Thanks for listening to Unbossed. If you like the show, then you'll enjoy our other podcasts on TYT Network like The Damage Report with John Iderola, Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ritchie, and The Young Turks. Make sure to listen and follow, and if you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating.